Welcome, everyone. My name is David Greenwald with Leanness Lifestyle University. Tonight I have uh, some very special guests on. I have some, some male students who just recently graduated Lifestyle 180. And I'm going to ask them some questions tonight and ask them about their experience with Lifestyle 180 and kind of get some background on them. And, and uh, I think we'll all are gonna, we're, we're all going to learn uh, quite a bit after speaking to the guys tonight. Guys, welcome to the call. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Coach. So I got two guys on right now. We're, we're expecting maybe uh, one or two a little bit later, but uh, I've got uh, John and, and Curtis on. And uh, but I want I want John and Curtis to introduce themselves. So I'll just go ahead and start with John. And John, would you just tell us who you are, what do you do, uh, where are you from, and how old are you? Sure. Um, my name is John Weber. Um, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, what I do is I'm an actuary for Lincoln Financial Group. I have a desk job, uh, basically, you know, 40-plus hours a week in front of a computer, and I'm 50 years old. Okay, thank you. And, you know, I, I, I meant to ask, and then, John, I'll just go ahead and, and have you continue, and then, Curtis, if you could just fill in the blank on this one, too, when you answer. Uh, what, what, uh, what's family like? What do you, what's the dynamic in your home? What, uh, how's the living situation? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm married. Uh, I've been married to Brenda for 23 years. I have two sons. Uh, they're uh, 19 and 16, both in high school currently. Okay. Yep. Busy, busy, busy. No doubt about it. It's a busy time of year or busy time of life, I mean. So, it Curtis, is, what, how about you? Go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I was just going to say my, my kids are active. We're also pretty active in Boy Scouts. Um, so, you know, every night of the week, there's some place to go. I, you know, between wrestling, basketball, Boy Scouts, uh, music lessons, yeah, definitely on the go. Absolutely. Well, Curtis, how about you? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, where are you from, how old are you, and what's your family life like? Uh, my name's Curtis Hyatt. I am from Fishers, Indiana. Actually, I live in Fishers. I'm from the Indianapolis area. I've lived here my whole life. Uh, I recently started a new job working for Comcast. I am essentially in customer service, so I sit behind the computer and talk on the phone all day long. Uh, in terms of family life, I don't have the challenges that John did. Uh, I'm a divorcee. essentially live in the bachelor pad, if you will, my house, I have a couple of roommates. So I do have a daughter, but she lives on her own. Uh, so my obligations in that regard are certainly less hectic than his. Okay. Uh, John and Curtis, you guys started Lifestyle 180. And John, I'll go ahead and have you answer uh, first. Let's keep going back and forth for a little bit here. Um, but you, what weight did you start Lifestyle 180 at? And, and tell us a little bit about your your weight background. How, how long have you been battling this? What have what have you done over the years, and and where has your weight been uh, throughout the years? Just give us some background on that, and of course, tell us where you started Lifestyle 180. What you weighed? Sure. Um, started Lifestyle 180 uh, at just a little north of 208 pounds. Um, as far as my weight history goes, uh, you know, I was athletic in high school. You know, probably weighed 150 pounds. Um, you know, uh, went off to college, got sedentary, put on a little bit of weight. Um, then uh, got my first job. Uh, I, I said I'm an actuary. There's a lot of studying and things that go along with that. So basically didn't do anything except study and eat out of the vending machine for about four or five years. Um, kind of fast forward to when I was 40 years old. I ballooned up to about 230 pounds, um, the history of family heart disease, and I decided that I needed to do something about it. And, and I am a return uh, person uh, for some of your uh, for, for, for your uh uh, work Dave, um, you know, I started with something called P-Muscle 2 about 10 years ago when I was 40. And actually over the last 10 years, I've kind of lost and put weight back on about four times. Um, you know, that always had huge success. 
taking it off, but not very done very well in, in, in the maintenance part. Um, so I, got, I turned 50 this year, and I decided that once and for all, um, you know, I, need, I wanted to get the weight off, keep it off. Um, I have a good friend that I met through uh, you uh, about 10 years ago, uh, Walker Stradley. He had, actually was the winner of the last uh, session, and he kind of got on my case and told me I, you know, I needed to get back with it and was excited about the 218 that he was about ready to start and participate in. And, and I, I knew coming to you that, that I would definitely lose, be able to lose the weight, and I, was also, and I am very, very excited about the things you have in place that I think will make a huge difference for me this time as far as keeping the weight off. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I interviewed Walker recently. Like you said, he was a grand champion of his Lifestyle 180 uh, cohort. Uh, won money and accolades and all that good stuff. He, he just did an outstanding transformation. And, you know, there's big differences in all of us. You know, I, I started Lean This Lifestyle in 1999. And the, the number of intensives and, and courses and things that I've offered over the years have, have varied quite quite a lot. I've learned quite a lot. And one of the things that's greatly different about what I do and Lean This Lifestyle now compared to when I first started is we have the answer to how do we keep this going? You know, we have the answer to how do we how do we keep this an ongoing success? How do we really make it permanent and really lose the weight one more time for the last time? And, um, uh, you know, it, when you uh, did Team Muscle 2, John, I didn't have the what's next. You know, after no. we released you from Team Muscle 2, it was, okay, I've taught you a lot. You've done really well. Now, Go fly, you know, and um, and I learned over the years that, it, you know, those short-term sessions, five, seven, eight, ten-week sessions, um, they're just not long enough, and it just doesn't stick. Not when it comes to weight loss. Look, you want to you wanna set your alarm and get up 30 minutes earlier than you're used to, great. You know, you can set a, you can get a new goal, you can get a new habit in, in 21 days, no problem. But, uh, you know, when it comes to this, no, it isn't that quick. So thank you for sharing that, and yes, absolutely, I, I do believe we have the answer for what's next. And uh, and how to keep things going. I want to talk to you more about that uh, when we get a little further into uh, into the call. So, Curtis, how about you? Where'd you start Lifestyle 180, and what's your weight history like? What have you done? Well, uh, I started 180 uh, probably a little bit south of 300. Uh, I don't recall the exact amount. Uh, I am down to about 213 at this point in time. Um, I've battled weight all my life. Uh, I have certainly been over 300 pounds on multiple occasions, and it was a bit before I started here uh, this time. Uh, I've been over 300 pounds at several different points of my life, and I had uh, worked on losing that weight on my own. I briefly flirted with um, some of the more traditional programs out there, you know, uh, Nutrisystem and, uh, oh gosh, Weight Watchers, tried that for a while. Uh, and not really had a great deal of success. I uh, did a lot of uh, work on my own trying to figure out how to beat this thing. And at one point in time, I determined that I needed to add some exercise, not just cardiovascular, but weightlifting based on my research to help retain lean body mass and increase that. So the way I found lean the lifestyle the first time was uh, because you had a – I was getting emails from Brian Tracy, and you had a promotion on there. And at that point in time, I was looking for something that helped me educate me on the weightlifting aspect because I knew there was a lot I was missing. And you had a free one-month trial with that, and this was about 2005. And I tried it, and I was just – I loved it so much that I just joined the site. And I 
without doing the boot camp, had gotten down to 168 pounds. Mm. Um, and then, uh, of course, I let it go. I thought I'd made it. From here on out, everything's going to be rosy. Of course, that's not the way it worked. And so eventually, I, you know, I again, I tried to do it on my own and various levels of success, getting down, back up again, the yo-yoing. And finally, uh, when you'd introduced this boot camp again and I saw the price that it was and what you were getting for it, it was a no-brainer for me. And that's really how I ended up joining this again. And uh, like I said, I went from probably in excess of 300 pounds. And I'm not clear on that because, to be honest with you, and in talking to other people who've done it, I think at a certain point you avoid the scale like prison. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I don't know what the exact was. I know what I looked like. I know what I felt like. Uh, I knew what my self-esteem was feeling like at the time. And finally, I got fed up. I needed to do something about it. And I came back to what had worked the most for me of everything I tried before. And uh, it was even better than, you know, the first time. And I know I'm going to I'm not going to be down to 168 because, you know, I, I have a lot more lean body mass than I did at that point in time. I'm excited to get to where I eventually will be. And I know I will with this. Well, well, thank you for that, and yeah, that's that's very interesting to hear, and and kind of where you've been and what you've done. You know, Curtis, I want to stick with you for just a second because I want to a- ask a follow up to that last question, and then John, I want to come back over to you and have you answer the same thing. Curtis, when you're when you are struggling, when you are 300 pounds, when you are on the climb from your low of 168 back up to the mid twos, and then up to 300 pounds, what's your biggest struggle? I mean, I could ask you. Why, Curtis, why are you heavy? And you'd say, because I eat too much, because I don't move enough. Okay, that's the, of course, the oversimplified, incredibly frustrating answer, because it's way too simple. Digging a little deeper, for you, what is it that drives you? What is it, what's your biggest struggle when you're on the climb or you're not doing well? Uh, it's, it's, it's the bad habits that form throughout life and using food to, you know, manage my mood, my feelings of self-worth, whatever. I mean, that's really, I think, the key to this is the inside portion. Um, Because when, you know, I would get angry at the world or myself or when Mm -hmm. I felt unhappy or sad, uh, you know, you use food to compensate. And then, of course, after you do that, you feel bad about it. Uh, you know, you're not, you know, it's just like everybody knows that smoking's bad for you, but while you're doing it, you're like, yeah, I'll quit at some point in time. And it's the same thing with food, in, in, except that you need food. You don't need cigarettes. And so it's just a challenge you're, to figure out how to keep yourself from continuing that vicious cycle. And, you know, you feel bad about it. And the way that you medicate yourself is with more food. So in a way, it seems to me, and I'm an ex-smoker as well, um, it seems uh, even more insidious than smoking because you have to have the food, and yet Mm -hmm. that's the way you medicate yourself from these emotional issues. And so that's really, I think, the fundamental thing for me, at least, is, you know, trying to teach myself, and it's still something I'm working with at this time, you know, uh, how to keep from using your fallback that you've done for many years of your life uh, when you're in a negative state. Uh, and so that was, that's really the biggest thing for me, I think. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's, that's great insight. 
And, you know, one of the things I want to ask you, I think you'll know the answer to this, but in our course, you know, you're assigned freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, master's candidate, Ph.D. candidate, you know, Ph.D. all the way up. What are you right now in the course? Uh, I am uh, I have graduated with my bachelor's degree. I'm so you, so you uh, you've got your so you've graduated lifestyle 180, but your lifetime goal is what? Uh, Ph.D. Do you mean I'm weight sorry. wise or yes? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere around 180. I mean, my goal is to get to 10% body fat. I uh, have a uh, bod pod uh, that I've already paid for to go in and actually find out what my lean body mass is. Um, and uh, at that point in time, when I determine that, I think that's when I'll have a good idea. But I, I'm assuming it's going to be right in the 180 range. Okay, great. All right, well, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut back over to you and ask you the same thing. You know, when you're on the when you're struggling, when you're on the climb, what, what's your biggest struggle? Yeah, it's interesting, Coach. Um, you know, I think I'm a lot better equipped to answer this, um, having been through Lifestyle 180. You know, I, you know, I think if you'd asked me prior to this, and like, you know, what, why have I put on weight? You know, I think I would have. It would have just been kind of like, you know, I would have said, well, you know, apathy, or you know, I'm just, you know, I don't feel like. It's not convenient to eat healthy, and I don't make it convenient, or I don't feel like exercising. But I, you know, now, now that we've been through the, the course, you know, I think a lot of it is that you know, it's kind of making choices not to honor myself, kind of making choices not not to be exceptional, and um, you, you know, and having gone through a period of time here where I have been honoring myself, and, and, and I have been making a choice to, to be exceptional and, and, and to do the right things. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's really just completely changed my mindset, you know, just how I approach the, the, the day in general. So, you know, I think my biggest struggle when I'm on the climb is, is, the, is the way I approach my day, the way I treat food, and, and kind of, you know, worst of all, really the way I treat myself. You know, um, you know we've talked about food kind of being as a drug, and, you know, you know you're bored, you, you, you eat, you know, you're happy, you eat, you're sad, you eat. And, you know, you know, not really living in the moment and understanding or maybe living too much in the moment and, and not uh, taking the time to think about the consequences of the things that I was, that, that I'm doing to myself that I know that I don't want to do because I wouldn't keep coming back to the dissatisfaction of losing weight if, if, if those things were truly acceptable for me for long term and they're not. Right, right. It makes a lot of sense. Both What both of you said makes a lot of sense, and I think it's very common. I think a lot of guys are going to relate to what you guys are saying, so thank you for that. John, I'll go ahead and stick with you since I'm, I'm on your track right now. Did you have or have had you had any medical issues at all? Had anything crept up when, uh, you know, uh, prior to Lifestyle 180? Uh, any, anything been showing itself? Uh, um, actually, no. Um, but one of the things that uh, I lived in fear of is both my father and my grandfather um, had heart attacks when they were 49 years old. And uh, as I mentioned, I turned 50 this year. And uh, I actually had an EBT scan done this year. And much, you know, I guess it measures plaque around your heart. And, and to my great relief and surprise, uh, I actually scored a zero, which uh, meant, you know, not only did I not have any you know, blockage or problems, but I, you know, I think I'm probably not as genetically predisposed to that as I was. So I, you know, I didn't have any direct health issues, um, but uh, um, I had things I was concerned about. And, and, and I guess as far as indirect things go, you know, um, 
you know, I, I did turn 50 this year, and, you know, for the guys out there that are, you know, maybe moving from 45 to 50, and I think we all notice changes in our in our body, you know, accumulating fat, maybe not being as energetic, um, you know, things just aren't working quite, quite as well. So I didn't have any pressing medical issues from my doctor, but I can say that now that I've lost 40 pounds, you know, the mental clarity and the, the energy and kind of my zeal for life, you know, I've not taken any testosterone supplements or anything like that, but from the way they advertise those, I feel like I, I have, you know, mm-hmm. just from the overall improvement in, in my in my physical quality of my body. Makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Thanks for thanks you uh, for sharing that. Absolutely. Curtis, how about you? Any medical issues, anything showing itself yet? Uh, I High blood pressure. Um, I had some nagging uh, issues uh, with uh, my knees, my feet. Uh, just carrying too much weight, but uh, more so from a uh, family medical history. Uh, my great-grandmother lost both of her legs to diabetes. My grandmother lost both of her legs to diabetes. My father died at the age of 52 to diabetes. I'm only eight years away from that. Uh, so certainly that was a large part of my motivation. Um, you know, I, as with many of us, uh, I didn't really have medical care uh, or health insurance, I should say, to get regular physicals and things like that. So I didn't have the advantage of really getting or, you know, whatever you might call it. I didn't get the bad news from my doctor, but I certainly didn't feel healthy. Um, I had, uh, I'm sure, tremendously bad sleep apnea Uh People would say that I would snore and it would rattle the house. I don't have that problem mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so I'm sure there was an abundance of issues that I contended with that I don't feel anymore that were undiagnosed. The biggest thing that scared me, though, was, you know, losing limbs to diabetes. I mean, that, I'd, I'd seen that twice. And, then, of course, like my father, I said my father is only 52. He died from diabetes, and that just, you know, frightened the heck out of me. I would imagine so. I'm very sorry to hear that, and yeah, that that would definitely definitely stick with you and be in the back of your mind as your as your weight's climbing and you're you're not in a healthy state. Hey, how about that blood pressure, Curtis? Is it is it the same? What's going on with it? Were you on medication? Has it resolved itself? Do you know? Uh, yeah, it went down. Uh, I uh, have not been back to a doctor recently uh, to look at it. I'm sure it's it's much better than it was. Uh, no, I never got him any medication. It wasn't that bad, but it was. Okay. Uh, over your standard, you know, but it was just one of the things that was diagnosed that was creeping. Most of the uh, issues were more, you know, uh, things that, you know, like I said, the foot issues, the knee issues, uh, just nagging issues and things of that nature that basically uh, disappeared as I've gone through this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, thanks, guys, for sharing that. It just I like to get a base. Sometimes there's medical issues. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there is and we don't know. Um, it, it runs the gamut, but I like to get a base kind of see because a lot of times, especially in a 20 week course or a six month course, uh, we see the, you know, the resolution of a lot of those basic things, you know, hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, pre-diabetes, you know, uh, a lot of people that are type two diabetics are able to drop down their meds, get off their meds, of course, doing everything with, uh, medical supervision. But, uh, we do see a lot of resolution with that. Just want to see where you guys were. So, Curtis, I'll just go ahead and stick with you uh, for this next question. During the course, what was your biggest challenge, online or off? Uh, um, oh, uh, some of it was dealing with the restriction of food. We go through that period where you have the OSM. 
Uh, I really struggled with that mentally. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, it, it felt kind of like deprivation at first in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had, you know, I had real kind of, that was the biggest point where I pushed back. I felt in my head, it was, and, and I recognize that and it seems so out of character after uh, out of where I'd been prior to that. So that was probably my biggest challenge. And ultimately, uh, it was very revelatory for me when we talked about, and we went through the uh, stuff where we talked about the palate and how eating over, uh, you know, hypersensitivity, uh, how we ate foods yeah. that were extremely flavorful, maybe more so than occurs in nature and how it affected how we tasted, you know, healthy food. Uh, I, you know, at work, I'm looked at a little bit odd. I, I work in a very <laughs> obesogenic environment. They bring a candy cart around all the time, and I will sit there and eat my red pepper, and people will go, how can you eat that? And I'm like, how can you not? This is almost like candy. Right. Uh, and until I went through that process, um, I, I would have sounded as silly as I'm sure some people that might hear this coming out of my mouth now, uh, now would feel when they hear it, uh, that that's just hard to fathom. But uh, once you go through that and, and get through that and come out the other side, uh, you really understand how good food can be when you're not stuffing yourself with, you know, uh, diet drinks even or regular sweetened drinks. So that was right. my biggest thing. That's great. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's not you know it's uh, OSM is is a period uh, that uh, we will define you know for our, all the students that are actually in the course. But yeah, it's definitely a period where we 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 put some challenges out there nutritionally, and of course everything is optional. But we do highly suggest that the students follow the protocol that we put out during that during that period. And uh, uh, it's it's good to hear that you had you had resistance to it, but uh, you embraced it to at least a high degree and. Got a lot from it, and uh, with the other coursework, it kind of all tied together, and, and I'm glad that it's, it's made a difference. It really does make a huge difference on, on your palate and how things taste once you go through it, though. So thank you for sharing that. And, John, how about you? What was your biggest challenge on or offline during the course? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I really have to echo what, what Curtis said. Um, you know, I've been through um, uh, one of the courses before, Coach, and uh, you know, I've been through this before, and I knew the OSM thing was coming, and, and I really was kind of dreading it. Um, you know, and, you know, and, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I mentioned this and I wrote it in my essay for this, you know, it's, it's really, that, that really changed my life this time around. I, I really embraced it. Um, the materials and, and, you know, for somebody that's listening to this and doesn't know what it is, it's nothing really strange. It's just really, you know, cleaning up uh, what, what you eat and, and uh, having an understanding of, of, you know, food allergies and, and, um, you, you know, how you eat really in, impacts you. And, you know, one of the things that you had said with your own experience through developing it was that, you know, you'd eaten this stuff. OSM style and, you know, then you go away and, and you came back and you kept noticing the more you did it you know, the better you felt, you know, and, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. And I thought, well, okay. And, you know, so I, I really, really bought into it. And, you know, last times I've experienced this, I kind of, you know, I, when it was time to go off, you know, I really I kind of went off. In, in particular, what I mean by that was maybe I introduced more dairy or, or maybe I introduced more uh, grains into my diet. And, and I really, I just didn't do that this time. And, 
I was just amazed at how good how good I felt. Um, the mental clarity, you know, um, our our session ended, uh, you know, in January here, and so uh, you know we did have the Christmas holidays in there, and you know there were sweets around, and you know it's okay to you know we'd have uh, some splurges and things, and you know I splurged, and particularly with sugar and some of the things I brought back into my diet, you know, for some brief periods of time, and I noticed immediately. Um, you know, the impact it had on just how I felt when I got up in the morning. And so, you know, that was my probably my biggest challenge, but I think it was also my greatest victory in a way too, because uh, you know, I am not I'm not planning on going off OSM ninety. You know, that's 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 I think that that'll be a key to me continuing to be successful and, and I really enjoy it. It's just it's just what I do now. Yeah, well well it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh uh, in certain ways, I, I look at it as a blessing that 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 was the biggest challenge to the OSM, you know, because so many so many life issues impact so many different people in so many different ways. But uh, but it's interesting, and, and thank you for sharing that that uh, that that particular period when isn't that something where of all the things that could happen in in somebody's life in a six month period that a a strong even if it's short term a strong nutritional change even if it's for the better can be. Uh, one of the biggest promoters of resistance, or one of the biggest promoters of pushback, or uh, you know, any of any of those things. Um, and you know, just like you said, John, I'm no, I'm no different than you guys. As I tell anybody, I'm no better than anybody else. I just have a 15 year head start, and that's the honest to God's truth. Um, well, I absolutely what? had to go through my own journey because you know I used to uh, I used to eat the Franken foods that were allegedly healthy, and and I just found that I just felt worse and worse and worse, and had nothing to do with body fat. Um, it had to do with how I felt. And I think one of the big things for me this time around, too, Coach, was like I said, I, I you know, the, I consume next to no bread or grains or, you know, you know, now. And, you know, and I was a bread guy. You know, I still, you know, would enjoy them. But, I mean, you know, I used to go grab Subway for lunch, you know, regularly. And, you know, I, I really just went the salad route this time uh, with some other things. And I, and I think not having that six-inch wheat bun every single day, you know, as, as much as I wouldn't want to have believed it beforehand, you know, really uh, impacted me. Absolutely. It, it, for certain people, it absolutely can. And it's one of the reasons we do the OSM is to kind of figure out, have people figure out once and for all if it is impacting them, even if they aren't noticing it. Look, I, I do this for a living. I've been consulting and reading and studying about nutrition for 30 years. And it even caught me off guard. I did not realize that some of the things I was noticing, everything from aches and pains to mood changes to depression to you name it, to just lethargy, tiredness, uh, oh my gosh, you know, the works. I did not realize that it, that uh, there were, I was sensitive to certain chemicals, um, sensitive to certain uh, food types or uh, Franken foods, I should say. And, uh, but I, I sure as heck was. And when I finally figured it out, I'm never going back. I know that. Um, so, so I want to ask you guys, uh, John, I'll go ahead and stick with you on this. So we've got everybody scared now that they're going to come in they're going to get this lockdown OSM diet and they're going to get hammered and you're never going to be able to get to eat anything that tastes good ever again. And anything that was ever a favorite food for theirs is gone for life. So John, tell us if that's true or not. Do you ever get to eat anything that tastes good again? And I'm not talking about how, like what Curtis was saying, where red peppers taste sweet. I'm talking about the common things that somebody's listening to this going, but I love pizza, but I love brownies, but I love cookies. I might, right. It doesn't sound like with what these guys are saying, it doesn't sound like I'm ever going to get pizza or cookies or brownies ever again. Is that true? Right. No, that, that's, that's definitely not true. 
Um, you, you know, uh, you know, with with the way that you the eating structure, you know, we do have um, uh, opportunity to have splurges, and, and and the reason that you know maybe some of those things aren't in my diet now, or, and I say diet code, not just dieting, but I mean in such sure. a general food sense, it's because I ch- I choose you know to eat them selectively, so you know, um, uh, you, you know, I do enjoy um, uh, you know. Um, pizza and I do enjoy chocolate and I do enjoy hamburger. I, I really kind of lost my taste for fried foods that I used to have. I really don't care much for, for fried foods anymore. Um, but, you know, I will plan um, to have those things, you know, like a, a good hamburger, you know, even with the bread, you know, uh, you know, periodically when I, when I plan it in and, and uh, you know, I, I, can, I can have that. And, and I've also learned a lot of, to eat a lot of things that, that I just didn't include before that, that I really enjoy or enjoy just as much. Right, right, yeah. Well, that's that's good. So you do still eat some stuff. You do still have a hamburger once in a great while. You have pizza. Have, uh, and I would, have some I would, of the other I stuff. Even say, I wouldn't even say a great while. I mean, you know, you know. Well, one of the things I think is important to point out is, you know, there's a difference for folks that are in in maintenance versus, uh, you know, doing the, the loss. And and I was having such good success, but I probably wasn't very good about taking my splurges. So I really the weight was just coming off. You know, I just like falling through, you know, ten pounds at a time. And, and, you know, I just, I was so caught up in enjoying that, you know, even more than I was enjoying the food. Um, but now that, now that we're going more in maintenance, you know, you know, I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had, uh, you know, I've had a hamburger, um, you, you, you know, I've had, um, I've had, you know, a, a slice or two of pizza, you know, those, and I, and I feel, you know, one of the things you did talk about though, and I do want to point out is about trigger foods. And so, you know, I'm, I'm still being mindful of that, especially with my history of putting the weight back on. So. Sure. All right, great. Well, thank you. And, and Curtis, how about you? Is it similar, dissimilar? And, and if you if you do get to eat anything that the, the the person listening to this would consider to actually taste good, if you actually do eat any of those foods, what are those foods for you? If you get to have them, how does it work for you? Uh, it's I'm basically going to pair John to a large extent. I uh, I've had hamburgers, I've had pizza, I've had candy, chocolate, um, ice cream. Uh, you know, uh, I've pretty much had anything that I wanted when I wanted it. I know it's out there to have. I also, uh, but it's like John said, I, when you're watching the pounds just fly off, uh, it's hard to be motivated to eat those things sometimes, which I know might seem odd. It was certainly would have seemed odd to me before I started this to an extent as well, but uh, yeah, I never felt deprived. I knew that was always possible. And I, I was much like him. I know, you know, say, go ahead and take a splurge once a week. But there are many weeks I didn't because it was uh, so effective that I didn't want to do anything to change that. And I didn't feel like I missed it at all. But whenever the opportunity came out, I had alcohol. You know, uh, there were there were times that I, uh, you know, indulged in that as well. I never felt that I was deprived, but I ate uh, anything that, for the most part, that I felt I wanted to when that mood came to me and it made sense to do so. So, yes, I certainly indulged in the pizza, the hamburgers, uh, Mexican food. Um, I like sushi. I would uh, get that. I know that's probably not the most unhealthy thing, but mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, I indulged in in those things, uh, but just not to the degree uh, that I had previously. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much exactly what John experienced. 
you know, and Curtis, maybe you felt it to be the same way, because, but, you know, you, you, you refer to some of the things as hyperpalatable food, and, you know, if I were to go out and to have, uh, you know, a hamburger or a cheeseburger, let's say, and, and let's just say I had a small fry, you know, it tastes so good, you know, and, and, and you know, um, and uh, what I mean by that is that it, 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 it's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you kind of realign your taste buds. When you, when you have those stuff, you can control having it. You can really look forward to it and enjoy it, you know. You know? And it, it, it's not, you don't have to deprive yourself of it. When you do it, it tastes good. And I guess what I'm trying to say, it tastes better than when that's a staple part of your diet. I think when, when you're not indulging in something with a regular basis, on a regular basis, you do tend to, uh, enjoy it more because my diet prior to this, you know, would oftentimes consist of Mexican food, uh, pizza, hamburgers, uh, whatever I wanted to eat, you know, I would and then some. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have changed what I eat quite a bit. Um, you do notice after you've stopped how it affects you. Uh, part of my not eating those things is because a lot of times I I can tell the difference now of what it's like putting those things in me uh, versus not, and I do see an effect. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have to concur completely. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate that. And it, it, it kind of helps to kind of give a little balance to, you know, how things work. Yeah, we're going to teach and educate and give the structure and and uh, make sure that uh, all our students know how to do it, what to do, how to do it, and how to make it work for them in their lives, in their busy lives. But uh, we also still do recommend, you know, having a splurge once a week. And But it's not a lockdown law. And just like you uh, you heard, both Curtis and John said, yeah, I didn't take one every week. I didn't want one every week. Didn't need one. I really enjoyed the, the loss more than I, I felt I needed the splurge. But I think I kind of heard you both say that when the opportunity arose, when it was a really good hamburger or when it was a really good whatever, and you really wanted to have it, you had it. And um, And so, yeah, that's all right. So with that being said, Curtis, I'll stick with you on this next part. So, Curtis, you lost almost 70 pounds during the Lifestyle 180 course. Um, so I, I want to ask for you right now with where you're at, and I realize you've got a little ways to go. You've got about 33, if I, my calculations right, to get all the way to mm-hmm. goal. But right now you're down about 70 pounds. What's the best part right now for being down 70 pounds? And I know you've been here before, but what would you say stands out? What's the best part of this? Uh, how good I feel about myself. Um, the, you know, when you're as large as I was, uh, it, it almost constantly, for me anyway, uh, impacted the way I interacted with people, the way I saw myself, um, the way I viewed the world, uh, pretty much everything. And uh, my attitude, my ability to uh, deal with uh, challenges, you know, the John referred to the energy. Um I used to constantly uh, feel like I could barely stay awake after two or three o'clock, and uh, now uh, I can barely sleep six hours a night. I I just have to get up. I I just can't stay asleep. I have so much more energy. So uh, it, it's really those kind of things that I'm seeing the most benefit in. Um, I, you know, I, I'm excited to get where I want to go, but I feel pretty darn good about where I'm at right now. As a matter of fact. 
Good. Well, it's, it's so good to hear that energy is such a such a positive aspect of getting the weight off and and uh, where that energy comes from is from multiple places, you know, from losing the fat, from not having carrying around so much mass, from treating yourself better and your body better and just from moving a little bit more and just, oh, my gosh, from so many different areas. So that's great to hear. And, John, how about you? What's the best part for you? You're down about 40 pounds um, and you're basically at your goal weight now. Um, and uh, so what's the best part for you about getting this weight off and getting back to where yeah, you want to uh, be? Sure. Well, you know, one is I don't have it. I don't. In the morning when I get up and brush my teeth or look in the mirror, you know, you know um, I'm, I'm not. I don't see. When I was heavy, I, every day I would say I got to do something about this. I got to do something about this. You, you, know, you know, I just it really affected kind of my not kind of it really affected my self esteem, like how I felt emotionally, how I felt mentally about about myself and. Um, you know, now, uh, you know, I'm not being, I'm not narcissistic, but at the same time, you, you know, I, I feel like I've accomplished something. I, I feel good, you know, being at, uh, at what I know to be a healthy weight. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I have a certain sense of peace, you know, emotionally about that. And then there are all the physical benefits too. You know, I just, I just have, you know, it's like Curtis mentioned, more energy. It's funny. He said that he sleeps about six hours. Um, you know, I, I would routinely wake up. Or, um, I exercise early in the morning, and, and I would just wake up to, to, to exercise, and, and maybe I would be just getting about six hours sleep, but I, too, would kind of have parts of the day when I would just start to nod off, and I, and I don't know if it was what I was eating for lunch back in the, back before this or whatever, but, you know, I don't find myself you know, feeling like I, wanna, I need a nap during the day. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I just have the energy to do the things that I want, and, and also a lot more mental clarity and, and just ability to focus that, that I didn't have before. Well, one of the things that thank you for sharing that, John. One of the things that um, that came to mind as you were you were you were talking. Uh, so I'll hit you with it, and I'll come over to jump over to Curtis and ask him the same thing. Is time, you know? So I want to ask about you know time. So. We haven't talked about exercise, and I want to get into all the details for this. This isn't a teach-you-how-to-exercise conference, but just gen- from generally speaking, you know, John, you're very busy, married, kids. Kids are at an age where you're running to events. You've got Boy Scouts. You've got a, a number of things going on, and I don't care whether, you- whether you've got children or not. I do, but whether you do or not, there's a lot, you know, that, that can fill a day and a lot uh, that, that can keep uh, everybody busy in their own way. But you're very busy. Um you lost forty pounds. Uh, did you have to exercise three, four hours a day? You know, was it? Uh, how long does it take you now? You're also, you know, one of the top students for performing online, doing the stuff that we ask online, the coursework online. Um, how, how long does it take you to do the online part now? And how much exercise time in general are you putting in, or uh, to, uh, did you put in to get uh, where you are? Yeah, you know, um, now that I've understand the program and, and, and I'm good at it, you know, I can get up and within an hour, not only can I completely get all my exercising done, but I can also take care of everything online. And I can do I could do the whole thing top to bottom in, in less than 60 minutes, Coach. I mean, you know, I would typically spend, uh, you know, maybe 45, 50 minutes exercising. Um, the online tools are, are great now. I, I do it all on my iPad in the morning. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm up and kind of moving in the morning, um, you know, I go through my NFL daily and log my weight and, um, you know, use the 
Christian professor, and, and uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the 300 professor now that that's hooked into logging my activity on the days when I do my uh, resistance training. I don't have to do anything special with that. So it really doesn't take much more than an hour. Um, and uh, I, I exercise about six days a week, but that's really because I choose to, and I really enjoy, and I always kind of like take my sixth day for doing whatever I feel like doing that day, you know, whether it's extra time, whether I get on my treadmill or if I want to go on a bike ride or if I want to do some extra lifting or I do some, you know, like strongman stuff or something. Um, but, yeah, it takes me really no, no more than an hour to do the, the um the online and, and my exercise. I'll take a little more time with that, you know, certain times in the week to prepare food and have things ready to go. Um, but um, you know, my family's actually buying into a lot now and I'm getting help with that. And, and uh, you know, very, very, it's very minimal. Good. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. And, and I'm glad to hear that the family's getting on board. You know, the longer you do this, John, the more you will make a believer out of them. And uh, sometimes people are, are slow to, to, to climb on board. But if you do it long enough, you will make a believer out of them. You will impact them. And you, and you will, uh, by leading, you know, from the front, leading by example, you will be really pleasantly surprised and amazed at what happens a few years from now, you know, uh, when you when you keep it off. Um so, hey, John, I want to ask you something because I know you're an avid user of it, and it's a brand new tool. Can you give a 30 second uh, synopsis of the 300 Professor? And I want the guys that are listening to this, really anyone listening to this, to hear about this from John's perspective. This 300 Professor tool. The 300 Professor is an app that I created that helps make strength training um, effective, progressive. Simple to put together, a no-brainer, and um, and I'm really proud of it. It's it is brand new. It's only about six weeks old right now as as I'm doing this conference. But John, what's your perspective on that? Sure, well, you kind of gave the thirty seconds, but I guess I'd say to anybody that that uh, doesn't have any experience doing resistance training, it's, it's as you pointed out, it, it's a, it's very simple and easy to use. It's, you know, you, you, you pick six exercises, you do 50 reps of each one, um, it, but that can be broken up in various schemes. Um, you know, you have a tool that, that helps you keep track of all that, and, you know, you, you, you go through in the course of education as far as how to put the workout together. And then I guess I would also say for the guys out there that are experienced lifters, and I, I think I'm a reasonably experienced lifter, you know, I, I went, I was always going through analysis paralysis. You know, what's the best workout? How many sets? How many reps? You know, what, you know, what do I do? What do I do? You know, am I, am I doing the right thing? And, you know, um, this just really late, you know, kind of, took all that confusion out of it for me and I've been using it you know regularly now and I'm getting the best workouts in I've had in a long time. That's great to hear. I, I I'm using it as well and uh, it's something that any of the students that are going to be coming into lifestyle and lifestyle one eight will have access to that and of course what we call the muscle professor. Uh, they're both strength training apps and they are uh, specific to uh, the strength training modality for exercise. So Curtis, how about you? Have you had a chance to use the 300 Professor um, and or and or the Muscle Professor? And you got any 30 second thoughts on either one of those tools for the guys that are interested in uh, you know putting on some muscle or maintaining the muscle they have, even for whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or experienced? Any any thoughts on either one of those tools? 
Oh, I'm probably an intermediate in regards to that. Uh, but I'm, uh, I've used a 300 professor, but I'm, uh, more, uh, inclined to use a muscle professor. That actually was what got me started with leanness lifestyle initially. And it mm-hmm. makes the whole thing the you know, the John mentioned the paralysis of analysis part, uh, it takes it out of the equation. Um, so I just, plug in what I, you know, plug in what I'm going to do uh, at the beginning. It takes me through it. I put back in what I did. It tells me what the workout is next week. It makes it all simple, and the progress has been phenomenal. Um, just in this period of time, uh, the difference that it's made is uh, incredible, and I'm a huge fan of that. And I guess that's why I've stuck with it and really haven't gone to the 300 professor as much. Mm-hmm. done some workouts with that, but I've just had so much success and so enjoy the uh, – uh, muscle professor, that that's my preferred one. Um, in terms of the time that I put in exercising, uh, when I started at the beginning of this process, yeah, it was probably more like John, uh, but I've become, uh, you know, I really enjoy it. I probably put in about the exercise, I probably put in all told about 600 or more minutes a week uh, myself, but I, I have the advantage of some extra time that others might not, and so I use it in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not uncommon for me to go in lift weights for an hour uh, and then follow up that with an hour of spin class or something else aerobic. So I will do that. It's not necessary, but I enjoy it. And I, you know, I like the benefit of it. I like the way it makes me feel. I almost don't like taking a day off because I definitely feel um, – a difference in my attitude and the way I feel about things. So maybe I'm a little bit of an exercise junkie now, uh, but it's not necessary in any stretch of the imagination. In terms of the time you have to put in with the website and keeping up, yeah, the improvements of putting it on the phone. At first, when you introduce that halfway through this course, I thought, well, I don't know if that's necessarily needed, <laughs> but uh, after I started utilizing it and saw how much easier, easier it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal improvement. Well, well, thank you for saying that too. It, that was a, a tremendous amount of work to switch it over. We are completely mobile friendly. Uh, someone's got a no matter what phone they have, uh, and any of the uh, the tablets, and of course the desktop. So your your PC, desktop, um, your tablets, and all your phones, uh, the every single thing, every single assignment, every single thing that we would ever have ask anybody to do can be done right on a on a mobile phone. Um, but uh, but I. I, I it's nice to hear that that we've got you know two guys on the phone and one loves the 300 professor and one loves the muscle professor and I, you know I got to tell you I really do love the 300 professor right now but but Curtis you know I totally get what you're saying because the muscle professor was the first strength training app that I created and I worked my butt off to make sure that it was something you could really use and I had I as I created that and I programmed that I said I'm not releasing this until I want to use it. And until I can trust it, and until it can generate 12 workouts, 12 progress, progressive, periodization-based strength training workouts that I want to use and that makes sense. And so I tested it and tested it and tested it. And that the periodization model that I came up with that is incredibly effective. Um, it's definitely not in your head. And I have seen people do nothing but the muscle professor for three years and put on a lot of nice muscle. And with male or female, these tools aren't just for guys. The women do it. it as they lose the fat, they get sleeker, slimmer, uh, more shapely. Uh, they get those little little shoulders that start to pop. They get a little, slight little bump in their bicep. They, you know, nothing crazy. The women don't get bulky from it. 
uh, from any kind of strength training unless they're you know purposely doing it and they're on the juice, uh, which none of our our ladies are. But um, but it is uh, it, it it works very very well and and I'm going to be revamping that muscle professor so that it works just as slick as the 300 professor. But of course, keeping all of the 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 pieces and parts that make the muscle professor unique, you know, as they are. Well, guys, uh, I uh, just want to wrap up here so I don't keep you on the phone all night. Um, but I want to ask, you know, I want to ask each of you, because one of the biggest things that we focus on now, one of the biggest advances, one of the biggest differences for me is I no longer have a five to seven week course and then say, fly, birdie, fly. And the reason I tried that, I tried that for about 11 or 12 years. And I really thought I could eventually jam in enough information and enough knowledge in seven weeks or whatever that I could give people such a massively awesome, robust program with so much knowledge and information that I could turn them loose after seven weeks and then say, no, go do it. You know, go forth and, uh, and, and be free. And I just found there was too much relapse. There's just too much relapse. Now, it's, it's not the, uh, something inherent in the program. It's inherent in weight management. And I finally just came to uh, to terms with that, and uh, so so now obviously we've lengthened the program, so uh, we've got a much better chance of getting uh, the habits to really become the, just that new good habits, and then you know we continue from there. But uh, but I want to ask you both, um, how are you planning? Because no one wants to lose the weight and regain it. I know neither one of you do. I've never met anyone who wanted to lose the weight and then say, you know what, what I want to do after I lose 40 pounds, I definitely want to put it back on. Um, no one does. So, uh, Curtis, I'll ask you first. What are you going to do to ensure that you keep the weight off? Uh, that's part of this journey for me, really. Uh, I'm going to rely upon, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do the next phase of this, and I'm going to continue in it. To continue with these tools, I think I still have a lot to learn. I feel like I've lo- I've learned a lot, but uh, you know, one of the things about to me, it seems like in life with knowledge acquisition, at a certain point, you start to realize how much you don't know, how much you haven't experienced, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So for me, it's to just continue on this journey because, like I said, I was down to 168. I've gotten there before, and then it all went to pot, you know, and that's all my responsibility. Um, but a lot of it is is the outside influences that just kind of affect us. And slowly it's easier to creep back into old habits, which is what happened to me, uh, and just go back to the way things were. And when you do that, you're going to get the results you had before. Um, so for me, it's really just to continue on this journey. And, and part of, you know, to me, a lot of this is just I have to figure out that next step. I know that continuing in this way is going to get me there, and I have to continue doing the things I've done and I have to continue to use the tools that I've, I've learned to use. Uh, so really it's just continuing uh, with what I've been doing. So uh, I'm eager to see how those things change when you get to maintenance. Uh, John maybe has more experience with that where you get to, you know, have more splurges, but I'm eager to see how that works because I really haven't experienced that. I just, slowly went back to doing what I'd done before. So that's, for me, uh, really what I'm looking forward to is learning how that works. And I still have to get there. So we're, we're going to be moving into some new ground, and I look forward to working with you to help you work through that. You're, uh, I love your attitude and where you're at right now. I, I love confidence, but I also say 
that humility need, humility needs to to walk alongside the confidence because if not, then the obesogenic environment can smack you down so fast and hard it'll make your head spin. Um, so I definitely like the confidence, but I like the humility you have too, and I absolutely feel the same way. No matter no matter how much I read and learn and study, and I am a uh, a, a book and audio and personal growth junkie. Um, the more I learn, uh, just like you said, Curtis, the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know, and it just makes me want to learn even more. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. And John, I'll, I'll just jump over to you and see if you've got anything to add. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think is really, well, well. so what do I plan to do to keep the weight off? I'm, you know, I'm going to stay involved with, with what we're doing here with Leaders Lifestyle University. Um, you know, and, you know, the format you, that you've evolved to coach with you know, in the university, you know, it's really what it is. I mean, you know, um, we're all empowered by knowledge. And, you know, the things that we pick up along the way, particularly in, in Lifestyle 180, was knowledge, you know, things that, that I'd taken for granted or just not or wasn't even aware of. And, and you know, now that, you know, uh, and I do understand that, you know, you know, my likelihood of having lifetime success with keeping my weight off is contingent upon how long I'm staying in maintenance, you know, just, just the fact that I'm aware now that, you know, I need to get through, you know, through two years here and then I need to get through another two years, you know, it's just, it, it, it's helped me, it's helping me focus on, 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 kind of like I guess what I don't know, or how long I have to, how long I need to keep at it and keep going, rather than you know us graduating and me deluding myself and thinking, okay, I, I, I know what I know all this, and and here I go. And it's like no, it's you know it's, it's continuing with 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 building that knowledge base, and it's continuing you know to to, to be aware of kind of the factors that are working against me, um, and. Uh, um, being in the, the university environment, you know, it really is an education, and, and it just continues to drive that stuff home all the time. Well, excellent, guys. I really appreciate it. I've just got one last question, and this is it. Um, and John, let's go ahead and start with you since we're we're on your track right now. Um, so for somebody listening right now who's trying to decide whether they should trust the program called Leanness Lifestyle and Lifestyle 180, and also whether they whether they can they should trust themselves or whether they should not only invest in the program but whether they should invest in themselves. Um, some of the guys are going to be wondering, you know, uh, will they be able to do this? Will they be able to handle it? And I I'm not going to uh, put any more out there than that because I really want to hear from both of you on what you would say to someone who's trying to decide whether they should do this and whether they should do this for themselves. Yeah, um, you know, my answer is. They positively should do it for themselves, um, and I don't want to try and oversell, Coach. I mean, and I'm, you know, uh, but the truth is, I've seen this, and for me, you know, it, 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 it's work magic. I mean, it really has. Um, you know, everything is here that you need to be successful. Um, you know, the coaching, the the tools, and, and the community. You know, somehow you magically always get great people and you know people you, you make friends you, you you find other people that are going through the same type of thing that you're going through and you know it, it's it's a, it's it's really and truly a life-changing experience and, and you know I, it's happened for me and like i said I, I i i've witnessed it happen to others and um you know i guess the courses are running six months now is is, is that right i mean ours just did I'm, are you planning on continuing to run six months the new courses going forward, yeah. 
I, I, I had been doing 20 weeks. Yours was six months. I'm going back to 20 weeks because okay. we, we'll test things from time to time, but we, we yep. are going to keep tweaking and doing what works. So, yes. Well, just, well, I guess where I was going to go is, you know, it, it's 20 weeks that's going to go by in your life, whether you just continue to, 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 you know, doubt yourself or not. And, you know, at the end of that 20 weeks, you know, I, I can pretty much guarantee that anybody that sees it through will feel the same way that I do. That you know, it's one of the best. It's, it's probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And as an adult, you know, other than getting married and having kids, probably it's the best thing I've done for myself. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for saying for saying that. And Curtis, how about you? What would you say to the person who's on the fence, or maybe not on the fence at all? Maybe they're just you know not sure they really want to do this, or whether this is the right time for them. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that, uh, is potentially more beneficial for you and probably most everybody else in your life than making this kind of change. Uh, it affects your life in so many different ways that it, it it's, it's almost unfathomable until you get there. Um, it, it, there's, there's really no reason not to do it. If you're talking yourself out of it, uh, you should stop. You should go all in. You should do it. I, I couldn't be happier with where I am right now uh, after going through this experience, experience. I can't wait to see where I end up. Uh, you know, I wake up every day with a with a zest for life that I hadn't felt in a long time. I feel younger than I felt in my 30s. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, make this a hard, you know, too much of a sales pitch, but I, I just right. get so excited about what I succeeded with that I, I tell people, I can't imagine anything better than what I've experienced on this site. You know, I, I, I tell, I've told people, I said, I, if you want to really lose weight, I don't know of anything that's worked any better. And I've tried a lot that could work any better. I've tried a lot of different things and nothing has come close to working as well for me as this. That's just me personally and how it affects your relationships with other people, uh, your relation, you know, your ability to be positive and to see the bright side of life, um, is impacted by it. There's so many things that have been beneficial to this that I never expected, uh, having going through before I started this process that, you owe it to yourself. Um, there's no better investment than, I, than you can give for yourself uh, than to go through this transformation. Uh, and that's what it is. It totally changes a person. At least it did for me. And I think it will for anybody else. It honestly gives it a try, goes into it with an open mind, just like I had the challenges when we went through certain things, parts of the course. I'm like, gosh, I really don't want to do that. I made up my mind in the beginning of it that I was going to follow through regardless of how much I maybe not wanted to, um, and I'm so much the better for it. Uh, and I, I just have to thank you for giving me the opportunity. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Curtis. Uh, thank you, John, so much for uh, taking some time out of your evening and your lives to uh, share a little bit with uh, the many people that are going to hear this you know, down the road. You know, Curtis, as you said, um, I'll just give, uh, you know, put, put the, the, the fine point on what I always ask. I always ask that people bring just two things. If they'll bring just two things to the course, you're going to be successful. One is a burning desire to lose weight and a burning desire to change. And the second thing is a coachable spirit. If you've got those two things, which you both alluded to, if you've got a burning desire to change and a coachable spirit, 
you're going to be able to, you're definitely going to be able to do this course. But, uh, but guys, I, I, uh, I just want to thank you, uh, for, for sharing. I look forward to working with you in, uh, the next, uh, evolution of, uh, of the course. Look forward to helping you, Curtis, uh, get all the way to goal and then in holding that goal for the rest of your life. And John, I look forward to uh, helping you, um, maintain where you're at. And then, uh, in May, hopefully we'll see some really cool, exciting things going on, uh, in, in a potential competition. And I look forward to seeing you compete in that. Uh, yeah. But, guys, thank you so much, and I will uh, be speaking to you soon. I look forward to uh, seeing your uh, continued success online and on campus. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you so much, thank guys. Thank you very much, Coach. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Leanness Lifestyle University or Lifestyle 180, just visit LLUniversity.com. That's LLUniversity.com.